Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There's a lot of people, all they get focused is on, they're always looking for the Antichrist. Is that him? Oh, that was the president over here. That was Barack Obama. That was uh, Ron Reagan. When he was there, people were saying, that's the Antichrist. And they were doing that. Let me say one thing. Hebrews chapter 12 says, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. Don't spend your time looking for the Antichrist. You're not going to be here. For the last 40 or 50 years, some people have spent their time speculating if the Antichrist is alive, and if so, who it is. A former king of Spain was at one time thought to be a candidate for the role. There have been others through the years. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he'll be reminding you to keep your focus on what's important. The things you need to be concerning yourself with are having an increasingly lively relationship with God and being a blessing to others. As Pastor Mark teaches, your main job while you're on the earth is to make God look good to the unsaved world. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 as he continues his message, The Rapture, the Antichrist, and the Tribulation. Now, look at verse 4. He, the Antichrist, look at me, he, the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a human who's going to be indwelt by Satan, kind of like demonized, will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or his worship, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, the Jewish temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Now, what is this man of sin, and what does the Bible teach about the Antichrist? So here's some very simple things. In the Greek, the word anti has two meanings. Anti can either mean opposite or against God. Antichrist, against Christ. Or anti, instead of, in place of, seeking to replace God. So Satan, who empowers the Antichrist, is against God, and he wants to replace him. That is not new. His goal, the Antichrist, because Satan's in him, is called the man of sin. His goal is to lead people into a life of sin and bondage. Now think about Jesus, the opposite. See, Antichrist. What about Christ? Well, Christ came and died on the cross so you and I could have our sins forgiven and what? We could live in freedom. Look at the amazing difference. Now, this man will be very charismatic, the Antichrist. His power 
comes from Satan, and he'll put himself forward as God. And eventually, he will declare he's God and demand that every single person in the tribulation must worship him. That's where 666 and all of the other stuff comes in. Now, this shouldn't surprise us. When did Satan start wanting to be like God? In heaven, right from the start. That's why he was kicked out. He never stops. Look at this. Remember, Jesus was baptized in water, and the first thing that happened after he was baptized in water, he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. Look at Matthew. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. He says to Jesus, all this, the world, he's the owner of the world right now. It was defaulted from Adam and Eve, gave it to Satan. I will give you all of this if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. You see, he will never win this. He will deceive plenty in the tribulation, but he will never become God. Now, you have to remember one thing. It's always God mostly battling Satan. Satan is not equal to God in any way, shape, or form. Satan is a created being. God's always been. So don't think that he will ever win. Now, he's going to be, this Antichrist is going to be a, a, a dynamic deceiver, very appealing. He'll win over lots of people. For the first three and a half years, he'll seem to have the answers to everything, to everything for the world's problems. He'll do miracles that are amazing. He can do miracles. He will imitate God. You remember when the children of Israel were in Egypt? The, 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 the crazy things that the water became blood and whatever, all these things that God was allowing to the people to wake up, your God isn't, and they just, the, the, the false prophets are just duplicated him. And he'll do that very thing. He will enter the world stage as a man of peace. And one of the big things is the people of Israel are going to go, yeah, 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 because you're seeing a few moments. He's going to call himself a friend of the Israelites. And his supernatural powers is going to do one thing that shocks all of us. Now, when will that Antichrist be revealed? When? And how will that happen? Look at verse 5. Don't you remember that when I was with you, Paul talking, he, he said, I taught you about these things. Remember, they're new believers. Some of you are new today. so This is a, a overwhelming for you, but just relax. You'll get it. He says, don't you remember when I was with you? I used to tell you these things. He had taught them about the rapture for sure and some of the things that were coming. So here's this picture again. Here's this picture again. Now, this is different, but the same exact things. And you'll see in a moment, the first three and a half years, it's going to be like paradise. It's the best three and a half years people have ever had. They're all unbelievers. It's the best three and a half years they've ever had in the world. But when you get to the great tribulation in the middle, this is basically hell on earth, just basically things you can't imagine. Billions of people die 
Billions of people die during that period of time because God pours out his wrath. Now, when you see all that happening there, you can see when it's going to happen. See the desecration of the temple? I'll talk to you about that in a moment. Now, when you look at that, when is, the, when is that Antichrist going to be released? Well, it will start at the beginning of that, at the end of the rapture, at the beginning of the tribulation. He'll be released. Now, Satan would like to have him released right now. But Satan is in control. One thing you need to understand, even though Satan owns the earth, God's sovereign over everything. And by here, just make sure this feels good to you. God always has the last word. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. He will have it. Now, look what happens in verse 7. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. Well, Pastor Mark, you said he's not coming. What are you talking about? Well, you'll see in a moment. Look at this verse. Lawlessness. Is there any lawlessness in our world today? I mean, in everything you see, is it getting better or worse? Worse by the moment to all of us. Well, look what John writes. John wrote the book of Revelation. He also wrote 1 John. Here it is. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you ever heard, the Antichrist, the big one, A, capital A, is coming even now, many, many, little A, Antichrist, have come. This is how we know. It's the last hour. The little Antichrist talk about false teachers, which just happened in that church. Oh, the rapture's already came. Paul said, no, 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 that's a lie. Watch out. Again, that's why you need pastors, because their false teachers are everywhere in the world. I have people quite often email me and email the elders, the other pastors, whatever. I'm listening to this person. I'm reading this person's book. Is it a good book? That's a good thing to ask. By the way, if you're fine in the bookstore, it's fine. But there's a lot of things that aren't right. And somebody wrote me not, not too long ago and said, should I be listening to this person? I said, uh, he may be a Christian, but his, his doctrine is off. Don't listen to him. See, Satan is so deceptive. That many antichrists have always been there. We've always battled false teaching from Satan. Now look at verse 7. Here's the answer. But the one who now holds back the antichrist from being introduced will continue to do so till he is taken out of the way. So what is holding Satan back from revealing the Antichrist today? Well, it's very simple. His plan is to come at the start of the tribulation, but there's a restrainer that won't let it happen. That's God. God's timing is there. And here's what you need to learn. It's very important because every person I'm speaking to that's a believer, it affects you. Every single person, all of us, look at this. The restrainer is the Holy Spirit working in and through the church. The moment you became a Christian, who came to live in you? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. So he's in you. And what holds the Antichrist from coming is that we're still here as the church. The ministry that's happening is our influence. Here's the church. What do we do? We teach the word of God. That holds them back. You won't get lies here. 
You're not going to get perfect teaching. I'm a guy. I'm a man. But you're going to get the Bible, the Word of God. It's all true. There, there's, it's still happening. People's lives are getting changed. We had people getting saved this weekend, coming back to the Lord, drifting away, coming back. So we're here. We're light and salt. So basically, it will not happen until one thing, the rapture. Because at the rapture, what happens to the church? Church are just believers. What happens to them? Who's left? Unbelievers. Can you imagine what our world would be like even today if we didn't have people that were Christians say, no, you, you can't kill a baby Come when it comes out and they decide to kill it then? That's murder. Now, we say that, but of course, our evil world just goes ahead and does it anyway. Can you imagine if we never said anything? What in the world would this life be like? Well, there's your start of the tribulation. So when we're gone, only unbelievers are left. Would you like to be there? Forget the political crud. We're talking about the heart of man. It's evil. Now, will the Holy Spirit be here? Yes. The Holy Spirit stays here. We go to heaven, but the Holy Spirit stays here. Now, why? Because there'll be actually millions and millions of people that are unbelievers. They'll come to Christ. Now, how can you come to Christ? You have to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. See, you can't go, oh, I'm choosing today to become a Christian. You can't do that. The Holy Spirit calls on you and says, this is the day God's speaking to you. Some of you are here listening to me right now. Today's the day of salvation. You know what the liar will say to you? Oh, another time. You can't pick the time. Today is the day of salvation if he's speaking to you. So the Holy Spirit stays here because God loves the whole what? world. Do you mean he loves all those unbelievers in the tribulation? Hello. They were made in his image, just like you and me. Of course, so he'll stay here. Many, many, many believers will come to Christ, even though they started as an unbeliever for many of those years in the tribulation. Here's the problem. Most of them will be martyred for Jesus Christ. You're going to refuse to take 666? You're gone. Really, Pastor Mark? Wait till you see it. See, that's why I try to say to people, if you need to accept the Lord, come and see your pastor down front. We'll shake your hand. We'll pray a prayer with you. Oh, Pastor, I can't do that. That's too embarrassing. If you can't do it now in front of family and friends and God, good luck in the tribulation. Because here's what's going to happen. The Antichrist is going to tell you, you're going to come to Christ? Go ahead. Millions of Christians will be martyred for their faith. If you can't step forward now, good luck in the tribulation. Because there's no danger to you now, other than normal spiritual warfare. So the Holy Spirit will be there. Good things will happen during those years. Now, what will happen? Basically, look at verse 8. And then the rapture, and then the lawless one will be revealed. And the world is going to be confused when that happens. You know why? In your neighborhood, people are going to look and go, it looks like John's dog is out running here. Where are they? The garage door is open. You go to work, and you go, where's my team? I'm the only one here. Where's my team? There's nobody there. You go in for surgery. Uh, Twelve of our doctors are gone. Well, where in the world did they go? See, the world is going to be so confused. Now, 
Satan will have a reason. He'll tell them what happened. Well, they were all bad people, and they got killed, and God took them away because they were bad, and who knows what in the world he'll come up with. But they're going to be looking for peace because they're confused out of their mind. That opens the door for the Antichrist. He will be a man that's very deceptive, but notice, for the first three and a half years of the tribulation will seem like the best years of anyone's life. Now, they are good, but it's all deceptive. You see, when you and I are tempted to sin, we sin because temptation is tempting. If it wasn't tempting, we wouldn't be tempted. Hello. Make sense? If you drive by the donut shop and the light's on, here it is. And you say to God, God, Krispy Kreme, you got to have one, God. Can you give me a sign? He says, yeah, if you find a parking space, that's fine. So 12 hours later, you're still driving around trying to find a spot. Now, the reason you go there is because it's tempting. Now, if you do that routinely, you will die. <laughs> Am I right? If that's what you eat all the time. Not that, I like them too, but I, you can't eat all the time. See, Satan never tells you the outcome. So these people in the first three and a half years go, Wow, everything is put back there. This guy solves every problem in the world. This is amazing. What kind of a mind does that guy have, this Antichrist? This is fantastic. He's going to make a seven-year covenant with the Jewish people. He's going to allow them, you'll see in a moment, to rebuild the temple that hasn't been there for years so they can offer sacrifices. And they're going to basically say, yes, this is the Messiah. He has answered everything we He's brilliant. Who in the world could think of this solution? Now, let me ask you a question today. Take a look at this picture. This is the Temple Mount, where the old temples were, where Isaac was almost sacrificed by Abraham. Here it is. In about 10 days, all 56 of us will be up there in the Temple Mount. Now, who runs the Temple Mount today? The Muslims. And, you know, all their false teachings and all of that. And, of course, there's the gold dome, and here's their mosque right up here. And if you look at there, there's not a lot of room to build a new temple for the Jewish people. But God has a plan. He knows how to do it. What do you think would happen this afternoon if Israel decided to let the Jewish people build a temple on this mount? Think everything would be at peace? Think there'd be another war? Big time. You know what's going to happen during the tribulation? The Antichrist will work it out. And you'll have the new temple and the Muslims and with through the Jews and the Muslims here. Everything's fine. Until the middle of the tribulation. Because in the middle of the tribulation, when the new temple is built, eventually the Antichrist will go into the temple and they're just worshiping him. As far as, wow, you've allowed God to put us back in line. This is fantastic. And he'll say, in the holy is holy, uh, I am God. You will worship me. That's when the abomination that causes desolation occurs. And that's the beginning of hell on earth for three and a half years. See, never told him that in the first three and a half. Never. Everything was fantastic. It was great. It was wonderful. There's the deception again that comes to all of these things that are happening. Now, this deception 
the terror that will come is unbelievable. Now, here's a good thing for you today. Understand this. If you're a Christian, we'll never experience any of that. We'll be in heaven. Which would you take, heaven or the tribulation? That's like a no-brainer, right? Without a doubt, we'll be there. Now, the problem is, God gave us this so we could learn about all these kind of things. Believers will never spend any time at all in the tribulation because either we're going to die or we're going to be taken by the rapture. Either one of those, we end up in heaven. Amen. But the world doesn't know that. They're working for good. They're trying to please their gods. We know it. We have to be seeking and saving the lost. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm waiting for my unlost people at work or at work to knock on my door and say, could you tell me about the end times? You're going to be waiting a long time. You have to seek. I have to pray. By the way, it's a great time to put names of your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers, the co-students, and start praying for them. Keep one at home. Pray for them. Prayer changes things. You say, well, Pastor Mark, 6 o'clock is too early. God help us. I'm serious. You'll get up for anything you want to do at 4 a.m. But some of you won't come to church for an hour at 6 a.m. Pastor Mark, that's just too early. Oh, there's a Super Bowl game. Well, I'll leave at 1 a.m. in the morning. Am I right? Come on, let's put God first, amen? I'm just trying to challenge you. Let's put God first. Prayer changes things. Here's the danger. You have a lot of people in churches. By the way, many, many, many churches would never open the book of Revelation. They would never hear any of this that I've just told you. Now, there's a lot of people, all they get focused is on, they're always looking for the Antichrist. Is that him? Oh, that was the president over here. That was Barack Obama. That was uh, Ron Reagan. When he was there, people were saying, that's the Antichrist. And they were doing that. Let me say one thing. Hebrews chapter 12 says, keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author and the perfecter of our faith. Don't spend your time looking for the Antichrist. You're not going to be here. Hello. Amen. Well, Pastor Mark, how do I skip that? One way. Take a look at this verse. One way you skip it. Here's what Jesus says. I am a way, no, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. Where's the Father? Heaven. You can read it as, no one goes to heaven unless you go through me. Now, why is that? Pastor Mark, that's super narrow. Exactly. Nobody other than Jesus paid for our sins. He paid for your sins. You can't earn your way. He paid for our past, present, and future sins. And the only way you'll miss all of that mess is by becoming a follower of Christ. Thanks for joining Pastor Mark today on Lessons for Living. If you'd like to hear more from this study, you can find additional teachings online now at calvaryccm.com. We know that this time in our world is uncertain, but 
one truth remains steadfast. God is in control. During this season, we encourage you to spend time in the Word, in prayer, and in the presence of your Creator. As with many churches across our nation, Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne community are holding church online. The church isn't the building, it's the people who, despite whatever obstacles are in their way, still worship Jesus and praise His name. We'd love for you to join us. Visit calvaryccm.com forward slash live or join us over on Facebook, YouTube, or Roku. We'll be having services on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. We look forward to worshiping with you in this way until we can be gathered together as the body once again. We also know how essential prayer is during this time, and we want you to know we are constantly lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Is there anything specific we can be praying about for you? Let us know by visiting our contact page at calvaryccm.com. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Mark and our church staff in your prayers, along with our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying. That's all for today. Join us again for another edition of Lessons for Living. Hear your